conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, Tim Sale Month continues on Welcome to Geekdom, and I am joined today by Becky Rice to talk about Captain America White. I do want to preface this by saying this is probably... No, it's not probably. This is my least favorite of the color series, and none of the reasons have to do with Tim Sale. So, Becky, how are you doing today? I'm disappointed. I was so excited that you were doing this series because I read Hulk Gray. I've read Daredevil Yellow. I have now read Captain America White. Um, I still have not read Spider-Man Blue. But I was really excited. I really enjoyed Captain America. I've enjoyed most Captain America comics. I really liked Tim Sale. I loved like the other like color series ones. I know that this one was much more recent, which we will talk about down the line. Um, and this just, it didn't do it for me. And that bums me out because this is not that podcast, right? Like Welcome to Geekdom is not the podcast where you come on and you like rip apart a thing. It's a thing where you come on and you just like gush about like this thing that you loved. And I was expecting to gush about a thing that I loved and then I didn't. Yeah, I try very hard to sort of make that the core of this podcast. I have talked about things like the first Suicide Squad movie, but it's because I wanted it to be good. The first time I read this, I gave it a four out of five. I had no recollection of doing that or reading it. <laughs> so this time I read it, it was fine, but it's definitely like a whole step below the others in the series. And you and I were discussing this prior to you reading it, I think. And because Jeff Loeb left and went and did Marvel TV and then proceeded to do some not great things over there, necessarily. And this one took a back seat. So the first three were done. Daredevil, Yellow, Spider-Man, Blue, Hulk, Gray were all done and good to go. This one had a first issue come out, and then the next issue didn't come out until like seven or eight years later. I thought it was like 10, but yeah, like it's, there's a big gap there. I was looking in Marvel Unlimited for all four of these, and I was like, that's really strange that three of them are six issues and this one's only five, and it's because the first issue came out so long ago, they dubbed it issue zero and just combined it with issue one when they finally got around to releasing them. So like the first issue in Marvel Unlimited is 52 pages. So it, it is two issues. But I was just like, this is weird. So it made me look into it. And I was like, oh, that explains a lot. And the difference between Captain America White and the other three stories in this series is the fact that this is not sort of reminiscing on a romantic relationship. Because with Daredevil, he's basically talking to Karen with Spider-Man Blue. I don't want to spoil that one for you, but you know, Gwen and MJ are involved. Okay. So my understanding, because it's the same thing with like Hulk, right? Is like, it's it's also, some of it is like the romantic relationship piece of it. And like, I don't even mind this being about Cap and Bucky because I, and you know, you, you are friends with like myself and like other people that I am friends with. I am a big fan of like platonic intimacy. I think that there are, are things about like, I think that there are things to explore within intimacy that's more interesting than, than right. romance, right? Um, and so that did not actually bother me. What bothered me is that in Daredevil Yellow and in Hulk Gray, and I'm assuming it's this way in Spider-Man Blue, something is being said or 
left behind for or felt or felt for someone who is no longer able to communicate with that person for one reason or another. And that is not the case here. Bucky is very much like living, like they are on good terms. They are friends. Like there's no real reason for a a big disconnect like that between Steve and Bucky. And so like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand who this is for, like why this was written. Like, what's the point? And then at the end, you know, they're at the gravesite and it, makes it seem like both Bucky and Cap are dead, but we know Cap isn't dead. It wouldn't make sense for them to be, like, at at this point. I mean, I didn't read it as it came out, but like, it wouldn't, yeah, no. Because the thing with all of these is they're going back in time to the characters' beginnings. So, like, yes. you read Spider-Man Blue, and it looks like the early Spider-Man comics. The character designs for Gwen, Peter, MJ, Harry, they're all the old designs. Same with Hulk. And, you know, in Hulk Gray, you get that classic gold Iron Man suit. And, you know, this isn't taking place in the present day. But there was a disconnect with this one where I was like, he's making it sound like he lost Bucky, but I don't remember him actually losing Bucky. No. Like, and so that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, like, in that regard. Also, there is so much, like, depth and warmth to their relationship. We're talking about two people who, like, truly love one another. And I just don't feel that in this. Bucky Barnes deserves better than Captain America White. Like, I did not get any actual understanding or reasoning for why Bucky loves, like, Steve so much other than the fact that, like... they've known each other for a long time and it almost feels like he has this like hero worship mentality around Steve like in this which is not the case in like Steve and Bucky's relationship in any other comic and I just feel like that's such a weird thing to to do in this and it's not a long enough run to like really explore like why like who is this for and this is saying that Bucky is dead after you know, Steve was in suspended animation, but we only get that with the very last, like, few pages where him and Fury are at the graves, and then you're like, wait, Steve doesn't even know what happened to Bucky then? Like, how is he writing this to Bucky not knowing what happened to him? Like, the way this one was framed was much more confusing than the others. Like, Spider-Man Blue, Peter is recording these voice messages to Gwen, in Hulk Gray, Banner is talking to like his therapist friend and sort of reliving yeah. these moments and h- how much he cared for Betty. And in Daredevil Yellow, Matt is writing to Karen, who we know is dead because it says so. And we know that's sort of her storyline in so many of the comics. But this one, he's reliving a mission that did not result in Bucky's death. So it was like very unclear that Bucky was dead at the beginning of this one. Yeah, like there are things that aren't aren't necessarily related to one another. Because with the others, it's like going back to the very beginning. So I guess this is like the beginning of Steve and Bucky teaming up together. It also felt a little too Batman and Robin for me, like with Bucky's boots and the way he was doing like gymnastics through the air. I was like, I don't think Bucky is Dick Grayson here. And something was just a little off for me yeah and i also i I don't love the way that cap is like depicted in a lot of this visually yes i love the art on this but 
character wise, no. Okay, there are characters who are meant to be taxing upon you, like in the sense of like their morality, right? Like uh, Tony Stark is is a perfect example, right? Like you are meant to question a lot of things that Tony decides to do, and he makes like very like weird and immoral choices and like things that make you not like him. And then he does these other things later that are, it's like, Oh, okay. Like that was the right thing. But Captain America is this character that like the thing that makes him taxing is that he will always do the most right thing in any given situation. And he never says anything that like sits with you funny or like makes you like feel icky. Um, And then there's this part in this where he's like talking about like mercy and like victims showing mercy with like the French woman. Okay. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, because she just like comes in and was like, oh, we uh, pushed them off the cliff. <laughs> and he's like, you did what? Which, yeah. And like, to be fair, like, I think that I do, I do think that the thing that like Captain America would like to say and do in that situation would be something along the lines of like, you know, you should take like the moral high ground. And like, just because somebody did something to you doesn't mean that you have to like, there's no sense in like taking that like back out on them because who wins in that way? That's not how that felt, though. Like, reading that, reading it, it just felt like... He felt angry. Yeah. And I was like, it didn't feel like Steve Rogers to me. Like, see, Captain America does not seem like Captain America in this. Bucky does not seem like Bucky in this. And I don't buy their friendship. And I don't care about Bucky at all in this. Like, nothing in this made me care about Bucky Barnes. And I hated that. Um, Did he feel very whiny to you? Yeah. And because, well, for me personally, I won't speak for you, but I'm so adjusted to the portrayal in the MCU where they're much closer in age. Like Bucky is not a teenager in the MCU. And so their friendship feels more realistic than it did in this. And that's not to say that the age difference couldn't work but i almost feel like i would have liked this comic more if it didn't have words like it was just the art yeah (laughs) the art is very good the art the art direction in this is is very good um because tim sales facial expressions kind of tell you everything you need to know and i think that would have just played better for me if it didn't have words. And look, I've really, really enjoyed things Jeff Loeb has written as much as I don't particularly enjoy saying that now, knowing that he's not a fantastic person by any means. But you know this, I absolutely adore The Long Halloween. And I think that story is really, really good. But because it is with this, it was just like, okay, did Steve actually suffer this loss or did he find out after he woke up from a suspended animation that Bucky was dead and now he's like trying to have experienced it in real time the other thing too is that like nothing big or gripping or like really there's that much control over happened to Bucky that to 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 grieve and like be upset about like the only point being made here is that Bucky shouldn't have been in the war in the first place. Yet, like, no shit. War is bad. War is bad. World War II was bad. Nazis and you are sent bad. a child. Nazis are bad. It's bad to send children to war. Like, no shit. But guess what? Like, we've been doing that for a very long time now, right? Like, sending very young children to war. If this was actually exploring that, I think I would be like, okay, yeah, like, let's really dig into that and talk about, like, how traumatizing that is, like, 
and, and how absolutely awful that is. But it's not. It's just like a passing statement of like, it is bad and sad to watch children die in war. And that's it. It's like done. And I'm like, well, you're not saying anything new. You're not saying anything unique about it. You're not really even exploring that. And like all of these other stories are about... I did this thing. I slipped up. I made this mistake. And that led to me losing you. Um, but that's not the case with this one. And it just, it feels like the first issue came out and got started and they never revisited it. And then a decade later, they said, does anybody have any ideas? And nobody did. And they're like, well, we never finished Captain America White. It just felt forced. I feel I wish that they would have just like scrapped it and just left it as the other three. And I'm super disappointed to feel that way because I was not I was not expecting that. I was expecting to really love this. Yeah, and I don't think Tim Sale lost his touch in this time period, but it seems like the story sure did. And you know, I don't want to make this all about Jeff Loeb and his writing on it because ah, uh, sorry, like I, I was saying. Sorry, I, I really wish that this had just explored like like the the use of children in war as pawns and like Bucky being used as a pawn and like I, I wish that that had been more what this was about. This might have worked better if it was told from a Bucky perspective instead of Cap's perspective. I agree. I think this particular story would have made more sense as a Bucky Barnes story than a Steve story. I I didn't think about that, but when you said it, I was like, oh. I don't even think the, the story itself would have... Met, I mean, obviously the story would be different, but like, it could have been a very similar premise. I think it could have been more about a loss of innocence slash childhood than an actual person, and that still would have had more of an impact because like we were saying we don't even know what happened to Bucky like maybe I just haven't read enough Captain America comics but I literally do not know how Bucky died this is the least interesting like part of of Bucky it it just is like why is this story not Bucky's reflect Bucky reflecting upon his time as the Winter Soldier? Or shit, even Cap reflecting upon Bucky's time as the Winter Soldier. And Cap like lamenting his role and the things that led like to that. Like him not being there enough for Bucky, him not protecting Bucky, him not like ensuring that like Bucky didn't get sent out there, right? Like And then now he's looking back at that and saying like, oh, all of these things that later happened to him, like this entire like winter soldier thing is, is essentially my fault. And like, here, here are the ways that I know that. And here is what I wish I had done differently. That would have been an interesting story. But instead, like, it's just Cap remembering when Bucky was a kid who worshipped him. Like, I just, it's, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. The loss didn't hit in this one. The same way it does in the rest, at least for me personally. And you know what does stick with this one, though? That Red Skull design. The way it's colored, too, it just, like, pops off the page. The art in this is just, like, incredible. Like, it's it's fun, and the the use of color in this is so great. And I wish the story had been better to, like, meet that. But yeah, Red Skull rips. The thing is, too, like, Captain America fighting Nazis is like the quintessential Captain America story, especially given when the character was introduced and the fact that the Captain America comics have literally been around since 
the war times, you know, this was like <laughs> the war time. <laughs> the early 40s, maybe late 30s. I don't know when the first Captain America appearance was, but I know Bucky's first appearance was in 41. 1941, Deanna. Okay, so Captain America and Bucky appeared at the same time in the comics. So this is very much like, a, hey, these two characters existed at the exact same time in the comics. And it's not that Bucky was an afterthought who came later. No. But he kind of feels like an afterthought in this. Absolutely. I hate that. Yeah, because like their first appearance for both of them was in the same comic. It was in Captain America Comics number one. Yeah. So the fact that this just didn't work as well as the rest is baffling. <laughs> Even if Bucky is dead in this, we as Captain America readers or MCU viewers, which I mean, obviously, Bucky's not gone gone. He's not lost to Cap forever. The comics aren't going over the time period when these people lost these people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not seeing anyone's death but the way this one was framed didn't make it clear at first i don't think that this was about bucky's death and i think that was my problem with it because i was like oh they're at the great oh the comic's over okay <laughs> like all right then then you kind of have to like retroactively work your brain through the story and be like oh i see yeah i didn't like it yeah i i mean i still gave it a three out of five because i really like the art and I think the story itself without the narration works. If they didn't have the narrative framing in this one and they were just, it was just straight up a story about their first mission together, I think that aspect of it works. Yeah, but that's not what it's supposed to be. It's like when you're watching like a baking competition and they're like, your task is to do blank. And then they make this like beautiful, gorgeous like cake like yada 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 and they're like okay this is a great cake but your challenge was to make a pie and while this is a really great tasting cake you were not tasked with making a cake that's how i felt reading that but see tim sale was not tasked with writing the story so i'm at least going to give him credit uh, yeah he <laughs> good job good job tim keep it up that guy's gonna go far <laughs> I try to make episodes shorter when we don't like things because I don't want to just go on and on about things I don't like. I think this is worth checking out if you have read the rest, but don't expect it to be like the rest necessarily. And maybe I missed something in the first few pages that would have made this make more sense, but I don't think I did. And I talked about this on a couple of the other episodes already, but there are times when narration does not work for me. And I think this was one of those times where it just kind of fell flat. And I was like, you said a lot of words, you wrote a lot of words down, and they were on the page, and they got in the way of the art. And they didn't do a good job of explaining things. So I think the narration in the other stories, while it can be a lot at times, it does a much better job of like getting that emotion across. Like I didn't feel anything uh -uh. for Bucky when I was reading this. And I think that is the biggest problem with it. It didn't do it for me. Well, how about we talk about some things we like and we do some recommendations. I love to talk about things I like. So Deanna, at the time of this, has has the Daredevil Yellow episode come out yet? No, it's I haven't recorded it yet, so it'll go after this one. Okay, so I would recommend that if you're listening to this now, 
that you read Daredevil Yellow and you listen to the Daredevil Yellow issue episode next. This is funny that I keep doing that. That is one recommendation that I have if you're looking for something that like does what this premise is supposed to do. Which is wild that the same person wrote this one. Yes. In retrospect. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if maybe he was still in TV brain mode or what, but the fact that three of these are really good. Yeah, it, this one feels it feels phoned in. It feels like he didn't want to yeah. do it and he had to. It was an afterthought. Yeah. If you're looking for like a much more interesting story about like Bucky Barnes, um I would encourage you to read uh, The Death of Captain America. Winter Soldier is really good. Not the one I mean the Winter Soldier is also good, but I prefer personally Winter Soldier like the 2005. I think it's collected as like like Captain America the Winter Soldier. And I think there's like two volumes to that, maybe. Oh, I would also say Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier um, is also really good. Um, I think it was like 2014, 2015. It's really good. I like it a lot. There's other stories, obviously, that I also think are good. But I think that those would be, if you're looking for just like a good either intro or like better, just a better Bucky story, those are the things that I would read. Oh, also, there's a Tales of Suspense collection that's like Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. And that is also really good and i would recommend that um i maybe this is why like i like very much was just like so upset at like reading this and just feel like this is like a boring ass story about bucky and i was not pleased to see that i think that there's a lot to explore there i have no captain america recommendations (laughs) i've never read a captain america comic in my life i should have come with captain america recommendations i did not this is what you get i think you should people should read more about bucky winter soldier is a captain america comic well the death of captain america is certainly about captain america in some sense yeah both of those are so that's two of them so there you go but these are like centered around like bucky in my opinion i think they are the best stories featuring bucky yeah so you and i were talking beforehand and i was like i don't know if i've actually read too much captain america and it's insane one marvel unlimited wiped my reading history when they did that big old overhaul of the app and i like the premise of marvel unlimited i think it is a bad app and i think that you do you have content about that do do you have a video about that i might have a few videos about marvel unlimited over on my youtube channel and so i was thinking back and i was like i know i've read a captain america story but the captain america story i read was when sam wilson took over and it's good so i am going to recommend captain america sam wilson from 2015 and it ran through 2017 so i think it was about 25 ish issues so i don't have as many recommendations as becky does but that's okay because becky had lots of recommendations so you all have plenty to read now i feel like every time you ask me for a recommendation on something if it's for something that like a lot of people have read or like a character like everybody knows i'm like "Mm, let me think about that but then you can be like becky what are the best comics with bucky barnes or like becky what what moon knight comic should i read or like Becky, I'm thinking about getting into Dead Man. And I'm like, oh, here's a big list of what you should read. Like, I only I only care about, like, those. I went, They're not, like, small characters. They're not obscure. Um, but they are definitely the characters that I think, like, have not been, like, paid that much attention to until re- recent years. That is what I will always have recommendations for. I read a ton of Daredevil and Spider-Man. And if anybody were to ask me, like, where should I start? I'd be like, 
I don't know. Spider-Man's hard because there's so much and... He's so big! They rehash a lot of the same stuff so it's like okay do i just tell you to go start at the beginning which no no you (laughs) don't do that i did that and i went i think i got like 50 something issues into the amazing spider-man and i went this is a lot of words stan you can calm down a little they're dense they are they're very dense um yeah i don't know if somebody asked me for like a spider-man recommendation i feel like i would be like oh you should read spider gwen did you read that it was really good you should read that because it was really good and even something like ultimate spider-man i think there were a hundred and like 28 issues or something and then there's the entire miles morales ultimate which is really good series but like Spider-Man is hard because the arcs are so long. Like there, there are some that are shorter, but but the good one I think are very long. And it, you get into like, oh, you have to read this entire series, or like, oh, you have to read this entire like four-year run. The story is really great, um, and I think that's where things like Spider-Man Blue and Daredevil Yellow are really good because they're six issues and you can recommend them and you get a sense for the character and the character's origin all at the same time. And I would even throw something like Spider-Man Life Story into that category now because it's like, what if Spider-Man actually aged? And it's a set number of issues and you don't have to read hundreds of comics to get those major plot points because they're covered in a much more condensed format. But Becky, I know you and I could talk about comics all day, but I think you have things to do. I don't have things to do, but you do. I do. So thank you for joining me to uh, talk about not enjoying Captain America White quite as much as the others. You'll have to let me know when you read Spider-Man Blue. I will. You can literally blow through it in like 30 minutes. It's that good. (laughs) I think I said the recent future. The recent future, yes. The future, like the close future, the not so distant days of future past. (laughs) We are super good with words here on Welcome to Geekdom. It's only my fourth podcast recording of the day. So it's fine. Your brain is mush. It usually is. That's okay. I hope the listeners don't mind. But Becky, thank you for joining me. I'm sure you will be back soon. Yeah, and I will see you soon. Yes, you will.